You're listening to The Universal Family, a podcast about our love for Universal Orlando. This is episode 72, our fourth watch and ride. And we're watching Beetlejuice. And reviewing Beetlejuice's graveyard review. I'm Beetlejuice! Pretty... No! Get it, guys? We said it three times. Why would you want yeah. to? We got to bring him in. He, we have to like seance him into this discussion. <laughs> it's good to see you guys again. I see you every day. Yep. So this is the fourth watch and ride. We've done this four times. <laughs> We've done Mummy, Jaws, Jurassic Park, and now Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Don't say it again. Beetlejuice. Hey, calm down, you people. Is the rule that the same person has to say it three times? I don't think so. I think it is actually. Yeah, I, I don't get that rule movie. because it's a dumb rule. Because he like said not to say it a third time or something when she had already said it twice, but was saying things in between. But then that resets later. I don't get it. Right. Because if you're saying things at the in between, end, they're saying they're all trying to say get it out the end. full Beetlejuice. Right. Yeah. So, um, in case you, no one realizes what we're doing, anyway, we're talking yeah. about Beetlejuice today. And though this doesn't have a ride, it does have. A show or had a show, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the movie. The show is the show is dead. It it's deceased. It is very much like Beetlejuice himself. R.I.P. Yeah, so it's the end of October, and we thought we would do like this creepy movie right, for our right. watch and ride. Halloween's almost here, which is always exciting. It's actually when is Halloween's this weekend? It's a Tuesday. This yeah, it is on, a Tuesday. This is this Thursday. Also, oh, it's still several days away. Yeah, and we're, Halloween's on a Tuesday. Is that true? Uh, that is so lame. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Halloween is a few days away still, but still, it was a perfect time for us to do a, a spooky movie. Yeah, and we're so dorky, like our spooky movie. Like, obviously, we're not like huge horror movie fans. Well, I mean, we, we did. Ch- we recently watched The Exorcist. There's not a lot to choose from from Universal. They yeah, because really it had have, to like, line up with very scary, yeah. scary movies. We talked about doing Exorcist and. Um, the Exorcist House. But we had just talked too much about Halloween Horror yeah. Nights House. We really just couldn't do so that far. again. We did. Yeah. But we did see the the movie, the new Exorcist movie. It was great. Yeah, I we all it. four. Tan didn't like it very it much. You saw it, Tan? He was with us. Oh, I forgot he was in there that weekend. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I really did. I'm sorry, Tan. <laughs> I'm so used to not having okay. him around. It's sad. So, on the topic of Halloween, I just, a, a quick round table. Best Halloween candy. Like the thing you get most excited to find in your basket when you get Snickers. home. Snickers. The thing I get most excited to steal from my children. Uh, no, or back when you were a kid even. Oh. Uh, just chocolate of every kind, but um, yeah, mostly, honestly, Reese's Cups oh, so and good. Snickers. All the chocolate Halloween candies win. Reese's Cups and Snickers and Three Musketeers. No, All a of little those, bit, yeah. A little bit Milky Way, but I don't three love caramel that much. You're breaking the game. Pick one. Three Musketeers, Tan, are like my and top three. These days, like, those it's are more so like Kit Kats because I figure there's so much air inside. There's not as many calories and sugar. I love Halloween chocolate. I'm my over, favorite's like, Kit Kats. Over Your favorite is Kit Kat, Tan? Yeah. Thanks for picking one That's and, valid. and playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. I picked Snickers because they're yummy. I picked Heath There's Bar. a reason why I but don't I'm with mom. All of those, sugar. like I'll pick out any chocolate candy over anything else. Even Nerds. Yes. Oh mm. my god, Nerds are gross. No way. Not gross, yeah, but what? like it's That's just too much. Example. It's just like Skittles. Yeah, you can't say Nerds. It's just pure sugar. 
Skittles deserves a debate between it and chocolate, but not nerds. I disagree. What about favorite Halloween costume from your past? Uh, when hmm. Zine was an eyeball. Oh yeah, and Tane was Pee Wee like, Herman. That was two. cute. Zine was like, I was like, what do you <laughs> want to be for Halloween? He was like four, I think. He said, I want to be an eyeball. Because he thought that would be so scary. <laughs> um, it's pretty spooky, and I, I'd have to say. Well, I made an eyeball costume, and it's, it was the most adorable thing in the whole world. I don't know why y'all act like eyeballs <laughs> aren't like made. Like in Beetlejuice, even, they make eyeballs like a scary it thing. Is, you're so right. I He's don't still know trying to like... argue that he was scary. <laughs> no, because every time you bring up when I wanted to be an eyeball, because he thought that was so spooky when I was little, like, that's a spooky no, thing right. when you're I was right. little. Eyeballs are like a Halloween icon, so I don't know why it's a big deal, but anyway. It's not that crazy that I decided to be a What about you, Tan? Favorite past Halloween costume? Um, I really liked my Ghostbusters costume because I I used your old Ghostbusters toys as my as my tools. Yeah, I thought you that was had cool. the OG Proton Pack. That was pretty good. That was She had the retina on. and everything. What's that called? Optical nerve. Yeah. We'll have to post a picture. Well, yeah, we will post a picture. Can you imagine a time that Zine ever fit in that thing? I can't. And I swear to God, I remember it being like the size, like so big on him. Did you guys say that I was two? I mean, like, I was a child, not even. You weren't a two. I was like, no, I was definitely like, I mean, it's not crazy that I fit into that. Any three year old could fit in that. Tan was Pee Wee that year. You were the eyeball. I thought that the. I thought that the eyeball had to do with Pee Wee. I thought the eyeball was it from did, Pee-wee. and that's where he got it. I mean, that's kind of where um, it all started. What? You guys, how have does been, that have to do with Pee Wee? It's a uh, what's his name? The what's episode where like Terry? a big no, eyeball comes out. That's not yeah. where I got this though. You kind like, of it, it was subliminal really because you guys so. were watching it a lot of the time. Tan wanted to be Pee Wee, and you said you wanted to be an eyeball. I can't remember the name of the eyeball who visits Pee Wee and Pee Wee. Trust me, I did not relate the two. I thought I knew that it was. I didn't. Yeah, he, so he, did. you're right. he didn't know that that's what he had done, but he had subconsciously. It had how are you going to tell? Okay. Because you were two, according to you. Zine, how are you going to tell him what you thought when you were two no, years but I old, know you I, idiot? I don't, like, if I didn't even know that there was an eyeball in that in Pee Wee's Playhouse now, why would I have known that then? I'm not saying it was I've deliberate. Never, I can't I'm saying even it was just one of those that. subconscious things that it no just pun happened. Intended. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's we'll talk, talk to, about we'll, Beetlejuice. Let's talk about Beetlejuice. Let's talk about Beetlejuice. Give us some film facts, Steenie. Um, The release date of Beetlejuice by Tim Burton was March 30th, 1988. Um, the budget was $15 million, while the box office was $74.7 million. Another big hit. Dang. And the cast includes Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, Alec Baldwin. I'm just going to say the people. I'm yeah, not doing that's that. That's fine. The cast includes Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara and Jeffrey Jones. I never remember Jeffrey Jones's name, but I always love him and stuff. Who plays the fat guy? Oh, I don't know. He's uh, not in uh, the list. Oh, though. Yeah, I don't like Otto. 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 Otto? I thought, I thought, I thought I was, I love like, that guy. Otto. I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. Ortho. 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 Is it okay. Ortho? Ortho anyway, you're right. It's Ortho. It must be Ortho. Something like that. What were you asking, Tan? I said who plays oh, him because gotcha. I thought he he deserved and he deserved Oh, he's a great a, character. You're right. We should have put him on our list. 74 million for 15 million is a pretty good return. That's impressive. It's Otho and it's Glenn Shaddix. Glenn Shaddix. Thank you, Zine. Otho. 1988. Great so performance, Glenn. This was three, Oh, and it's rated PG. 
Which is weird. Yeah, Doesn't so he say the F word? He said the he F does, word. And it is How rated is that PG. Legal? What? I thought yep. the whole thing He's was a like, shit a lot, and it, he has one F bomb in it. And it is PG, and it came Who out says after. the F word? I thought if he. Like, says it's a nice fucking model you got here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this was after PG 13 was an option. So it was literally a PG rated movie. Oh, so it had to be PG. I get no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, that the PG 13 wasn't a thing you just no, said. No, it was an option. PG 13 came out years before this. Oh. So they could have made this PG 13. But whoever was rating movies at the time apparently thought one F bomb still made it. That's weird because I was a little bit scared of this movie. It's PG? It should have been PG-13. It definitely should be PG-13. That's, I think whoever I rated love, this movie was like a I bad wish rater. it was PG-13 and they and they cursed and stuff more. <laughs> I think it's Any a, movie that cusses as much as them now would definitely be PG-13. This would and definitely be PG-13 then, So now. I don't get why this is... I think that's what's interesting about it is that it should remind us how arbitrary this whole rating system is because over time... I really on, do hate the rating system. No, it doesn't make movies any sense at all. Never, and... And it sounds like the way that it's so random, like it's not it's not very concrete. Right. It's really silly. Like there should be just a for kids, not for kids. That's all that's like it. Like obviously a kid shouldn't be seeing the exorcist, so they Some kids might enjoy they it. They still shouldn't name it like R. Anyway. Those things are silly. Yeah. Well what about the Beetlejuice facts? I- I'd like to say those. What are they? About the astronomical facts. Oh, the actual Beetlejuice. literal Beetlejuice. Yes, not Beetlejuice movie related though. Spelled with a G E U S E, which is also how they spell his name in the movie. Yeah, I don't get that. But I think the title they named isn't the spelled movie. like that, right? No, I think they named the movie Beetlejuice. Why they so do that, that everybody would know how to pronounce it? Oh, that's. Do you think know. that's really what happened? Because I assumed that because they don't. It's very confusing. It's in the ad the that it's spelled with the G. But I thought that's because he's no, not allowed to tell though. them his name. It's the everything gr- it's, you see in there is G E U S E. It's just they pronounce it Beetlejuice. Yeah. And the movie title is with J U I C E. Well, speaking, I think it was just so the people knew how to say it. Yeah. So anyway, Beetlejuice is a star. It's a red giant, which is seven hundred times bigger than our sun. Whoa. Whoa. It's a bright wow. star in our sky. Of course, if it wasn't in our sky, then we wouldn't even know about it. Um, it is the actual. It's actually the right shoulder of Orion, which is one of the most mm-hmm. recognizable things in the sky, and it is seven hundred light years away from us. Just FYI. That's Beetlejuice. So I used what to think does that it was have a to do with Beetlejuice? That that is Beetlejuice. It's the name of a star. The star is Beetlejuice. That's it. Yeah, like it, it's not spooky or anything. No, I no, feel like fact if of... they wanted people to pronounce it right in the movie title, they should have just made everything say Beetlejuice with a J. So speaking of the title, there was a lot of controversy over the title. Uh, at one point, the studio suggested they call it House Ghosts, and Tim Burton made a joke. And said, why don't we just call it Scared Sheetless? <laughs> and they like loved it. And he was terrified. Oh He's like, gosh. oh my God, I was kidding. And luckily they ended up landing on Beetlejuice. <laughs> Can you imagine? Scared Sheetless. That's funny because I was watching and I was thinking that I, I don't even really like the title Beetlejuice, but knowing that it could have been that, I'm glad it's Yeah, I've always felt since I was little. But it's that weird that he's like barely in the that's movie. That's what I was just about to say. Ever since I was him. little, I remember him like not being in it as much as I would think he would be. And he's that's in how the, it is. He's in the movie a total of 17 and a half minutes. Like that's nothing. Ooh, that's a fun To fact. be the title of the movie. Also a fun fact around yeah. timing. He actually sat in the makeup chair less than all the other actors and actresses in the movie. His what? makeup was very That's simple. Yep. I don't get that though. So it started off a lot more. What about more, the hair chair? I mean, it's, it's not a the wig. Same chair? Yeah, I mean, it's just a wig. They they put like um, 
ground up moss from like a hobby store, actually, which is funny because of actual. That. Yeah. Yeah. They just that like sprinkle that in his hair. That was actually Michael Keaton's idea. But the makeup started off far more scarier and more detailed and they didn't like it. So their backup plan was just that whitish yellow skin with the baggy blacked out eyes. Yeah. And they just ran with it. And it was easy. It was for weird them to because do. for a minute I thought, well, are they trying to make his eyes look like he's a skeleton head? But they're not. They're just dark. More like a drunk kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Burton had originally this is really weird. Burton had a really want originally wanted uh Sammy Davis Jr. to play Beetlejuice. Wow. How weird is that? That is weird. Who is Sammy Davis Jr.? He, he's he's one of the rat pack. Old skinny guy. Performed with, you know, Dean Martin and and um I don't know. He would who have he been is. more like the crypt keeper or something. That's really weird, like isn't he, it? He's a he's a just an old entertainer, Vegas entertainer, tap dancer, singer, actor. It would have been very weird. I just couldn't imagine Beetlejuice not being Beetlejuice. But that's how it goes with everything when it's like this person was supposed to be this person. Michael Keaton's like, so good in it though. Like, yeah, he completely he is. makes that character. He's so fun. Yeah. I forget all the time until I'm watching Michael Keaton movies how much I love Michael Keaton and like everything he does. Like he's always entertaining. I love Mr. Mom. Yeah. We were just recently talking about that over the summer. Tan, I think, started watching it at one point. And it's a, it's a classic 80s movie. And Michael Keaton, he was a huge star. I mean, yeah. He really was. The only thing I don't love is Birdman. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that either. Hey, I said huge People star. People love that People movie. Juice. I know. It was really big. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And I did not like it. Uh, but one, that's you, though. That's just people me. People really love that movie. Yes. At one point, instead of uh, Catherine O'Hara's uh, Delia... He actually, she was actually cast. Angelica Houston was cast as Delia, but got sick right after filming started and had to leave. So they had to recast her as Catherine O'Hara. Good. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad that. Oh, happened. she's the yeah. best. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Angelica Houston, like completely. I love the Catherine whole cast O'Hara. is just so good. Like they're they're all so like uh, they're all I don't know. I know they what are you mean. playing a really exaggerated character really well. Except the main two, but like that's what kind of makes them. Yeah, charming. they're perfect at that. They're like all homey. You know, I was mm-hmm. just thinking we're kind of lucky Angelica Houston didn't stick with her because she goes on to play Morticia Adams. Chances are, if she played this and Beetlejuice, she probably wouldn't have played. Yeah, another Monroe's character. Like, it all happens the universe just flows. Yeah, how right. it needs to. Yeah, Alec Baldwin was super young. I didn't even. I know it's crazy. It's like. Tonight. I was like, yeah, I think so he was younger than looking. all the other adults. It's weird. Like. It's like I've never seen him that young, except in this. I, everything I else, about, he's like bigger and older. Yeah, I bet this was one of his first movies. I was I mean, thinking I have to go back that. And look. I mean, it almost has to be. Yeah, Gina Davis is perfect in it. She's yeah, she's really perfect in it. She's great. She has a really like they're able to like make her look really scary sometimes just by like mm-hmm. doing weird lighting, lighting or yep. makeup. I noticed that you're right. <clears throat> but also she looks very beautiful when it's not like that. Yep. You're right. She has just such a, a homey face and and also the dress that she wears in this is just so like country or something that you just feel so sorry for yeah. her. Where like the guy, he kind of seems like he's happy. He's like, we don't have anything to worry about anymore. We're dead. And he's just playing with his models. I, I, yeah, I noticed tonight. I'm pretty sure I could be completely wrong, but I really think the, um, like country store that he goes to in town is called Maitland's I mean, Convenience it's Store. It's just or his store. It's either his store or That's a their family. It's his family store. name, and well, I think what it says is his family is from that area. He didn't like. He's not a transplant. And he was like right. reaching over the counter and stuff. You don't I, do that. I, at I never any noticed store. that. Before. In little towns like that, you know, like 
Like in Masontown, where I, near where I grew up, there was Street Store, and you went to school with all kids named Streets. There were streets all right. over the place. I love the tool they use with time passing in this movie. Like we yeah. gain like three months or a couple yeah. hours of time by just them going on to Saturn. And, and then the house even, is like automatically remodeled. It's really smart. Even even just at the the ver- right after they die, I love how it doesn't show them like like getting out of the water and like them like convincing themselves yeah, that, they just come oh, home that like what happened. Yeah, like they just like spawn in and I feel like that's what would happen if you actually died. Like you would just think like, oh, we're back to normal and And then they're like, How did we think get about here? why am I here and it's wet. like what yeah. happens in dreams. I even. love that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. The end scene of well, the whole movie, I mean, this is not gonna surprise anyone. The original screenplay was very dark, like very creepy. Like Beetlejuice was like a winged demon. The ending was going to have well, there's a couple of different endings. One of them was they all got shrunk down and had to live in the model together forever. Uh, another ending was that um, Lydia killed herself, burned herself to death even. Yeah, she does talk and about lived wanting with to die. them. So like that's creepy and weird. But of course it got changed to what we all know and yeah. love now. When we were watching it, I, I was kind of thinking, um, I guess maybe because we saw The Darkest Deal lately and we've been seeing The Exorcist and stuff, but I thought like his the services that Beetlejuice is offering are free. Like it even says it in his ad. You're right. And it blinks yeah. all over the screen on the TV ad. Yeah, he's like, bored and dead. So like they're not making a deal with him. Yeah, he he, just he's wants, just begging them for free to do free work fun. for them. <laughs> right. Just because he's bored, I guess. I guess. But at the beginning, he says like, I I need to get a job. Like I guess because he's more bored. work. Yeah. So I have a question: If dead people say Beetlejuice's name, they go to that graveyard. But if alive people say his name, then he spawns into real life. Because no, because they said his name three times, and they just ended up in the model. But no, then no, when he, he Lydia says them. it, she, he, huh? He I punished them by sending him to the model. They didn't. They never got it out three times. He yes, she did. She said Beetlejuice, 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 and they teleported to the graveyard on the they did oh oh you mean I, earlier not in the I end i think the rules are pretty loose you got yeah, you can't take it I'm all saying. seriously it yeah uh the end scene was added way later as a result of um like test audiences they didn't realize that it, we were all going to love beetlejuice so much and he wasn't in the end he just died and you never saw him again so the whole him in the waiting room head shrinking thing was added it's a great screen it's awesome it's and, one of my favorite parts and like i said when i was a kid i was like it's funny pardon me you do that it's very nice work let me ask you something how do you get him down so small hey there goes elvis yo king well looks like i'm next <laughs> good thing too i gotta do a photo shoot for gq in about an hour and a half <sighs> yeah they've been after me for months doing some kind of underwear deal i don't know what Whoa, hey what are you doing hey stop it hey you're messing up here come on whoa I felt like he deserved a lot of punishment. And first of all, I was happy that he had a long number. That was his punishment. And then he tricks that guy next to him. And then that guy shrinks his head. So I, I, I really, I always liked that scene. I love it. I, it, it always cracks me up too that uh, his number is like 9 million and something. Yeah. And the guy next to him is four, which is hilarious. It's very funny. Like, why would that even be? We noticed something new tonight that I'd never noticed before. Um, I, I love that. That might be my favorite scene, spoiler alert, but the first time they go to the, the afterlife and are going through the bureaucracy of that, um, and Miss Argentina's the, the clerk or secretary or whatever, 
and she talks about slitting her wrists. Yeah. And then later, Otho says, you know what they say about people who commit suicide, they become civil servants. Yeah. I never noticed that. Uh, well, time. I mean, later on, after he said that, I was like, every person that was a civil servant did commit suicide. And that was the guy that hung himself. The lady has a, their caseworker has a cut on her neck, which you didn't really know if that meant she killed herself, but she did. I don't think it means that. What Why about the it? guy oh, who got run over a by a tire? He ran out in front of or a, a truck. car. I, say, I think he left himself out on the road to get hit by a car. We definitely have a guy that hung himself. Did, is hey, Beetlejuice killed himself? Did he? Because he used to be he used to be the assistant to the main lady. Oh my god, you're so right. If, oh. So yeah, he had to. Have I bet he OD'd. Hardcore lore. Man, we're getting back there now. We did Beetlejuice not think backstory. About that. He was a civil servant. Wow. Yeah, because he was the assistant to what's That's her name? Very Dolores. Sad. No, I love that actress. I can't think of who it is, but I read yeah, that she, she was, was funny. she was the hardest person to convince. Like Tim Burton had to visit her many, many times to convince her to be in the movie. Who? The lady that plays their the case agent. Caseworker? Yeah, caseworker. She's perfect. I love her. She's really funny. She she, she also could have been played by the la- the old lady or the small lady in Poltergeist. Oh, that would, man, have, been that would cool. have been creepy, actually. Super creepy. I don't, I don't think scary. we could have handled that. Yeah, we couldn't handle that. So let's talk a little bit about music. Oh, my God. Um, Danny Elfman, of Has course. to be the best soundtrack of the movie. I mean, movie. he is so good. Like, this is only his, I don't know if this is the second or not, but Pee Wee was definitely his first movie. And this was Tim Burton's second movie. So I'm assuming this was probably Danny Elfman's second movie also. Or at least really early in his career. And I think this movie, even more than Pee Wee, I think demonstrates what Danny Elfman is so good at. Like, across the board. And what we've seen him to continue to do. Anyway, I, pull, I pulled a couple of clips. The first one, I think this first one is just interesting because I think it's... A, do you guys know uh, You know that Danny Elfman came from Oingo Boingo? Nope. Yeah. 80s band. Uh, Dead Man's Party zine. Do you know that song? I would never. I, I don't. It's a dead man's party. It's a very like electronic, like eighties sounding music. They were great. They're very very cool. Check them out. You'll like them. Anyway, I I think that the, like this main intro title I think is a great example of you can hear his like Oingo Boingo background fading into what we know is like scoring of from Danny Elfman. Here it is. so satisfying it's so satisfying i don't know how to explain it tan started singing that part when it came on and i thought wow he really knows this song ma i lo- i hear um the batman theme oh in yeah the, in like the or not that part the there, there there's some like deep down low piano thing 
and it sounds exactly like Batman. Those that little sixteenth that run that mom was talking about you singing at the beginning. <laughs> it's so good. It picks up. I love music that picks up. Like when it gives you a tease of what's gonna happen, like mm-hmm. that small one, and then it ha- all happens. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I love the like voice synths that it uses all the time, like the <laughs> yeah. Oh, here I got a good um, example of that. So so cool. Th- it's I, like the underworld. That reminds me of the moaning. I love Gina Davis's moaning. Ooh. It's all high pitched. <laughs> 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 and it sounds and it sounds like Catherine O'Hare or what's her name? Yeah, Catherine O'Hare. You're right. It sounds so okay, not yeah. like scary. Laura, like Myra, like Moira. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a good clip. This is uh, it's called Enter the Family. I think this is neat because uh, okay, I'll I'll play it for you and then we can talk about it. Oboe? Is that an oboe? But Loved you know it. what you know what that reminded me of though is don't you think it has a little bit of a psycho thing and a little wada, bit of a Jaws thing? Wada, yeah, I was thinking wada. the same thing. Yeah, and it's the family showing up. So this happy-go-lucky family shows up, and Danny often does a little bit of ode to like Psycho slash Jaws. I think like it's things are about to go wrong. Right. Yeah, because because they're the they're the enemy. They really like are the, the monsters in this situation. Scary, right? Right, the monsters. Uh, this is an th- so I like this too. This is a good example, I think, of. It's scary and then funny, which the movie does the whole time, especially to a kid. I mean, it's not scary as an adult, obviously, but when I was whatever age, or I as a person from twenty twenty three, right? Even then, right? Um, but the movie does teeter, like for a kid, it teeters on: is this going to get scary right now? And then it gets like completely silly. over the top silly. And this is when they it's called knock on the door, and then it goes to the waiting room. So it's that scene where they make the door, and then they go over to the afterlife or whatever. It sounds like this. <laughs> And then it gets happy. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. It's almost like Snoop John B kind of sounding thing. Like definitely yeah, kind of Harry Belafonte-ish. Intense strings and piano are the best for movie soundtracks. I think that's what we've learned throughout these watching rides. <laughs> yeah, there's the theme there. You're that was right. good. It's so crazy to think of trying to write music that is just creepy enough and then it gets lighthearted so that the kids don't get too scared. Right, yeah. Can right. you imagine if, if you had to do that all, a lot of the time because you're writing these kinds of pieces for this this kind of movie and then somebody just gives you a no holds barred and just says we want to scare the crap off of these people with the music <laughs> right from the beginning to the end of the movie and i don't think elfman would be good at that because even like his sleepy hollow score has his like cliche yeah. elfman things that i love all right one last one uh this is just towards the end and this is just beetlejuice uh coming out of the table Classic Beetlejuice theme. Yeah. It's almost. What? 
I said it was, um, it's almost like, um... Well, that sounds like I a don't know. circus. Yeah, it is circus. Yeah, then he, he has a circus thing on his head there. That's what he's... It, it like sounds kind of like the first one, but like different. I I love. Oh wait, we're not talking about that. Never mind. No, go ahead. I was gonna say my favorite scene. Oh, let's do it. Let's talk about our favorite scenes. Okay. My favorite scene was where um, she puts her hands on the uh railing, and then it. I automatically saw it was like scaly, and mm-hmm. I was like, uh oh. And then it turned into a big snake, and it was Beetlejuice. And he's really vicious during that part. Yeah, I know. He throws that guy off like the landing. Yeah, like, Charles like, should have died probably. He starts to go towards Lydia in the creepy way that he was mm-hmm. going after Gina Davis, which is why she didn't want him to come. Mm-hmm. And it's really gross. Oh, yeah. And Lydia gets very upset. <laughs> Rightfully so. She's she then she doesn't trust the the ghosts anymore. You have a favorite scene, Laura? I don't have a favorite scene as much as a favorite concept, and it's the <laughs> handbook. Oh, I love. I love that. the handbook. I love the way it looks. Yeah. I love that there is one. I love, I love how it keeps coming back. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. that keep, people like keep it. reminding them that they haven't read it because every handbook in the yeah. world is like that. They're like, "What do you mean? Don't you should know that? You should have read the handbook." Like that happens everywhere. It's, and it's it so becomes funny. a thing that gets them in trouble because they leave it behind once again. Like they don't All understand the, time, the power yeah. of it. It's really cool. I remember as a kid getting so mad, and even tonight when I was watching, I'm like, "They left it behind, and that's going to be their fall is because they leave it behind for Ortho to pick up." It's also funny because they have so much time. I remember when I was a kid, I thought about it. I was like, they could have just sat there and read that book You're for right. a year. You're and they right. would have known it back to front and then then go talk to somebody. Because like, that's what they wanted them to do. But anyway, I just love the handbook. And then later on, there's another handbook, which is even better. The magazine one that he's yeah, like reading? The Living and the Dead or something Charles like that. Charles is leaving, reading in his yeah. study. It's cute. And it's a magazine, not even a book. Right. I, my favorite scene is the ending, like, big scene where Beetlejuice comes back. I just really love how hectic it is, and, and I love all the music. And I really love, like, well-written endings where there's, like, a like a mini, like, MacGuffin thing and, like, cool visuals and stuff. I just really like Yeah, like, the, the panic of the, the wedding actually happening. Like it, it becomes yeah. like a whole new thing oh, to yeah. sort of focus on. It came out of kind of nowhere. Right. I mean, no one's. I mean, I, I, this. I mean, I thought we would all pick this as our favorite scene, but the Deo scene is just. I mean, that, 100% no, classic. I don't think that's a. I was taking that out of. Yeah, account. I was too. When I was watching it, I was like, okay, let's find a favorite scene that's not not that. this one because yeah. it's clearly epic. It. it really is great. Now, Lydia, favor us about your ghosts. No, I am sick of that subject. Oh, dear, you lighten up. I would rather talk about. It's cute, Delia. Daylight come and me one go. Also, are you doing this? The way Catherine Harris starts it and like. You're even confused. Like, is it she doing this randomly on purpose? Too. Like, what is up? Uh, I love that. But I, one of the things I, I did notice and I wanted to point out is one of my favorite things. This happens in uh, Elf also. We talk about it all the time. How the the 
secretary and Elf is always having like some random conversation that you oh don't hear gosh, the whole part of. It's my favorite. When he comes out of the store, Alec Baldwin, when he comes out of the store at the beginning, the old man who he leaves talking while he's in there, as he comes out, you just hear the old man go just out of nowhere. He got hair right down to his goddamn shoulders. He says to me, just, just trim it a little you have no idea what the guy's talking about, but well, he was talking about something when he walked oh, in yeah, that he yeah. like gave up on. Yeah, but we knew about that. But I'm guessing that means he was it's continuing just, to talk. It, yeah, I'm sure it's just more so of that sure conversation. He was talking about. It's just funny you don't hear it all, and, and you learn a lot about that character just out of that little bit. I think it's fun. Any other favorite scenes or quotes? Yes, I have one. What? Uh, my favorite quote is. <laughs> Is Winona Ryder. Like, first oh. of all, I mean, she's incredible in this movie. Oh, yeah. She's she, so she young. Was, she really actor. is. She was 17 years old wow. when this movie came no. out. So she might have been 16 when it was being filmed. Are you kidding? Yeah. She looks a like a grown adult woman. Yeah. They call her a little girl. But, I mean, she's just a very short person. But still, she it was actually very young during this movie. That's. But I, this, I is the, this is the line that I love that she says. Well, I read through that handbook for the recently deceased. It says... Live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about Winona Ryder. Yeah, I, li- I got her and Katherine O'Hara oh. mixed up. I was like, she literally looks like an adult. <laughs> I, just I don't care about a lot of, Obviously, Lydia's a child. She has a few really good lines, and that's one of them that she I love delivers that really well. She does not look like an adult. She does look like a kid. She's actually part of what I thought I was going to say was my, I mean, it's one of my favorite scenes is the, and was remember from when I was a kid, is the charade scene when he's yeah. trying to get her to say Beetlejuice. And I just, I love that whole scene. Uh, Breakfast, orange, orange beetle, uh, beetle fruit, beetle breakfast, uh, beetle drink, uh, beetle, uh, uh, beetle juice. Yes, that's it. Name's Beetlejuice. Ah, you said it twice. Just say it once more. Come on. I've all. I always yeah. liked the waiting room scene in general. The first one. The guy with the tiny head is always oh, my favorite. So I've referenced him many times in my life. <laughs> oh, that's great. Laura, you, you mentioned while we were watching that it's full of one-liners that as kids we said, oh, we said all, all the, time. the time. Like so many. Like, go ahead, make my millennium. I'm sure that I didn't know what millennium was when I first heard that. This is the one we said all the time. We come for your daughter, Chuck. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good it's one. It's like so big. It's like such a big line in my head. I, I even thought when I watched it tonight, I was like, is that really the first time they ever said it? Like, did it come from somewhere else? Zagnuts. I, that was, I didn't know Zagnut until I was a kid and saw that movie. It was the first Zagnut reference I ever knew. Oh my God. I love his cowboy commercial. Not at all. So, see it once, see it twice, third time the charm, and remember, I'll eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. Come on down now. Chew on a dog. That's funny. hilarious. So many yeah. The cowboy outfit is my least favorite one of his outfits. Oh, so funny. I love that he's I love that his outfits are ever changing. Yeah, we don't get to the iconic one until the end, which makes it even more yeah, exciting. Yeah, that too. That go- that ties back to like him not Oh my iconic. That was my thought. That ties back to him like not being in the movie as much. It's like you would also expect him to be in the suit like the whole time, but he also isn't. Right. But so all of us talking about this in the suit and it, it makes me realize that it really is an iconic character that was created like that character and this will be our segue to universal that character runs around universal and is he's completely recognizable and noticeable as beetlejuice like is the way he acts and everything i think also like i was thinking about it i don't know what it is but like when we were talking about the grinch at universal 
there's something about like the Beetlejuice character that translates really well to like random people being able to play him. I don't know what it is, but it's I, I also said that to Grinch. Hmm. But there's some like like there's like an improvisation to their characters. So like seeing someone else play them, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother it's me. It's repeatable. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And when you see it, you want to try to do it. And people were always trying to do Pee Wee Herman in the eighties too. But one of the Beetlejuices we saw in the review of the videos we watched, I remember I said to you, Brian, like he sounds just like Michael Keaton's yep. Beetlejuice. Like you're like you're saying, Tane, it's very impersonatable. You know, I also did. You guys ever watch the cartoon? Yeah, I, feel I did. Like, yeah, it's good. I feel like um, I feel like the Grinch at Universal and the Beetlejuices at Universal could be the same. And we just People? don't know it. Oh, that's interesting. Like the same actor? That's Maybe. very possible. I, I mean, I'm sure there's more than one of the Beetlejuice actors. You know what, think actors. about it. The Grinch and the Beetlejuice do that weird standing around sticking their belly out thing. Like, that and that just yeah. like similar. being like mean, but like nice and funny, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I think is really funny about Gross. Beetlejuice is his fake stuffed belly. <laughs> yeah. It's so fake. <laughs> I think okay, but I know we I know we kind of moved on, but the scene of him where where they first visit him in the in the miniature is so funny. Look, in order to do that, I'm really gonna have to get to know you guys. You know, we gotta get closer, move in with you for a while, get to be real pals. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> save that guy uh, for later. Huh? My wife and I would like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure, 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 sure. Go ahead, shoot. Well, well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? What I mean is, can you be scary? Oh, oh, I know what you're asking me. Can I be scary? What do you think of this? Yeah, it's great. He's just... Michael Keaton is like, uh, like he's just so, he's such a diverse actor. Like I cannot believe that he can be that funny. You, it's funny you point that out because when I was doing some research on this and was reading, Alec Baldwin did an interview with GQ a few years ago, probably for an anniversary of this, and talked about how it, he was so early into film acting that when he came on set, he was just he had no idea what to do. He was nervous about everything. He didn't even understand the project as a whole. He admits he said everyone else was getting it. He didn't. And he said, but what one thing he learned so much was that Keaton came on set with a hundred percent confidence and would just say and do anything. Like he walked around and just yeah. did his thing. He is and that Bob, guy yeah. that yeah. puts his belly out, walks belly exactly. first into yep. everything. He just said he was so <laughs> sure of himself and so confident that he would just say things and have everyone just dying laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget Michael Keaton used to do stand up too. I mean, that's a big well, thing. Well, he was really funny. Yeah, and I hilarious. remember it was, I thought it was weird. Maybe I didn't think it was weird, but it was weird that he was Batman later on because that's not funny <laughs> right, right. at all. It's very serious. Man, he, that's, so that's two Tim yeah. Burton movies. Did he do any other Burton Because Batman came out in 89. That's only four years after this. So that's four years time. after playing this, he becomes Batman. Yeah. I love Tim Burton movies, really. Tim Burton is a phenomenal director. Like this, I, I just watched Nightmare Before Christmas not long ago again, and that they like relate so much when it comes to like the animated parts, I think. Like the you know when I the th- statues came alive? That reminded me so much of like just that kind of animation. Yep. Yeah, Tayan. I think I think Tim Burton is like good, but like I think he always he always needs like either like uh something to like like a source material or like 
a um he needs like like you said earlier like the original beetlejuice script being like really dark and stuff like that would have not been good and sometimes he can go too far with like with stuff like that but i think when he has like kids or like or not like he's making like a kids film for like uh movie industries and yeah. stuff like that then it, it's, then then it's like more he, i guess it's even kind of like the, than like like the thing with the danny elfman music like you could hear that it wanted to be really dark kind of like you could feel that this movie would want to be really dark but yeah. then it has to pull back and be light so yeah just when i say he's great I, I really think about i mean he's unique he has a style that is you know it's a tim burton movie i think that's harder to pull off than we give credit but just a couple of movies i mean you got peewee's big adventure i mean that's right out of the gate awesome and him then you got beetlejuices after that batman love it edward scissorhands also a great movie i mean are we even having an argument no no this? i just think it's i just I always forget how sleepy hollow Mars Attacks, Big Fish. Remember Big Fish? That was weird. No. That's what you'd like that. It's like a weird, it's very like, what would you call that? I don't even know how you would describe it. Fantastical circus movie. I don't know. It's weird. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Tons of good yeah. movies. He's very good at integrating his style with like the traditional like movie. Like all his movies are very like... They're just like pure, like good movies. There's like a little message. There's always like mm-hmm. a good ending. And they're normally huge box office successes. So, yeah, I was going to say he has so that's, many famous that too, movies. It's that's, the, that's the craziest thing is that he can be so unique and different and also be such a success. That's yep. probably why they trusted him to be so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was always not going off the deep end completely. Like you said, Tay, and he has like right. a, a continuous story, a predictable story throughout each one doesn't yeah. just go go wonky exactly all right let's talk um let's talk about the universal time oh yeah here. i was thinking about it while i was watching the movie and i was like this thing at universal is really cute but like this movie is something different and and the thing at universal is just is just cool so let's give some let's give some ride facts so some ride facts we have it's not here. really a ride no, it isn't. Yeah, some show, show facts, facts we have. Um, it opened May of 1992. It closed January of 2016. There was a bunch of versions of it. Is that right? Yeah. Like how many? Four. So the first version, it looks like, was in 1992. And the shows are all pretty much the same. They're always like Beetlejuice and crew doing a concert of some sort. In 1992, it had a lot more story behind it than what we saw the closing version of. So in 92, it was Beetlejuice, of course. He's the host. Uh, and then he's joined by Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, Frankenstein's Monster, Wolfman, and Bride of Frankenstein. And they do all their musical numbers and whatnot. And there's like little magic tricks, like the coffin that had a mummy in it closes and then it blows up and Beetlejuice walks out of it, that kind of thing. Uh, the stage was really interactive. Like all these like turning pieces that exposed other stuff. Um and then the next version was 2002 with, it was pretty much the same people. Uh, Phantom left, however. So Phantom of the Opera is out. Everybody else was still there. But then they added two new characters they called Hip and Hop. So I'm sure there was a music change at that same time for that same reason. They added, I'm sure. I wonder sure, what they looked like. They were like cheerleaders. Oh, okay. Yeah, like one was all in black and the other one was all in white. Uh, in 2006... 
mostly the same cast. Yeah, actually, I think it was all the same cast. The only thing that really changed then was song changes. So what, 92 to 2006. That's a long time. That's 14 years. Yeah. But they it had ran to do a, forever. That's a long time. And then it's still going because it didn't close until 14. No, 16? Yeah, closed in 16. Yeah. And 14 was the last version. They did a complete overhaul of it. They got rid of most of the story elements. Beetlejuice is still the host. They changed the name at that time to Graveyard Mashup. Uh, less story and a whole lot more songs. They also added four ghoul dancers, um, which you can watch if you watch that last show on YouTube. So they, they added four ghoul dancer, dancers. Then there's also Beetlejuice. Uh, they added Phantom of the Opera's daughter, who they called uh, Fantasia and Egyptian. I always Queen thought Cleopatra. that was Frankenstein's bride. The bride's in it too, but in those cases, they were adding um, another character. The bride was also in it still that time. The the Egyptian lady oh, was yeah. a weird thing. I didn't see why she, why she was why she fit the the monster mold. It's neat. I mean, this ride. Or, I keep calling it ride. This show. It starts with Beetlejuice coming out and like working the crowd basically. Yeah, like he's. Yeah, he's getting them ready. Yeah, and he, he like you know he does stand up bits and he improvises much like horror makeup does with the crowd. There's a lot of that, but the jokes are very risque. Like it is, I mean, he does a lot of very adult humor jokes with the crowd for sure. Yeah, so it's not like a Beetlejuice. Well, show. I mean, it's like he's the host. Yeah, yeah. he's like the glue. Yeah. That, I thought it was really smart. Like they wanted to do a Universal's monsters, but how do you do that? And they came up with this idea that let's use Beetlejuice as the linchpin to give us a reason to have all these universal monsters in some show. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not down with Frankenstein's hair in the show. I, I always thought it looked really yeah. horrible. It was yeah. really like that the whole time, straight. too. But at the same time, speaking of long and straight, I loved the Wolfman. I felt like, or the the Teen Wolf guy. They call him Wolfman, but he, boy, mm-hmm. it He's is definitely teen a, wolf. it is very Teen Wolfy. Yeah. I mean, like comparing or talking about this show after talking about the brilliant movie is like there's nothing co- to yeah. compare. No, except Beetlejuice is in it. It's just a fun thing to have that they did not need to put Fast and Furious over. But I yeah. got it. I got that it was like it had been there a long time. Now realizing it was so long opened in nineteen. Yeah, it really had. I didn't realize it was there for so long. Like it's valid that it's gone. Not gonna lie, but it is sad still because Fast and Furious is not valid. Does does he wear a red shirt at the end of the movie? Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, he for is the his wedding. red suit at the wedding. The yeah. wedding scene. No, 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 no. Like he, like in the in this show, he has a red sh- dress shirt with his striped suit. Oh, he does. Is that the, how it is in the movie? In the, yeah, in the end of the movie, when he's sitting in the the waiting room at the very end, isn't that he's what he has on? He's wearing a red shirt. I thought he yeah. was. I'm not saying the whole. I'm not saying the red suit. I'm saying I know. he's wearing a red dress that's shirt. That's not how it is in the movie, if that's all you're asking, because yeah, I know it's That's not. what I'm asking. Okay. I like He the, looks so weird on the movie poster, by the way. Anyway, keep going. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I, I do like the, the dancers in this, um, in the revamped version. The What is it called? The monster mashup? Graveyard mashup. Yeah. I don't know. That's I think funny. it's it looks like they added more people, more dancers, more music to try to make it uh cool, like people to maybe come see it more, like maybe there weren't enough people coming to see it or something. Definitely. So Zine, you mentioned it closing. Um when they announced it was going to finally close, somebody started a petition. It got like 2000 signatures to keep Beetlejuice open. And 
This is a quote from the vice president of communications at the time. He said, we know the show has its fans and we respect their loyalty, but we also know we have to make room for new and exciting entertainment experiences so that we can keep growing and keep making our guests happy. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, I wonder how happy how he feels the guests about are what now he about said. Fast and Furious, right? We should throw this in his face. Someday. Like I agree, things need to close to make room yeah, for new and better things, but maybe actually improved things, right. not unimproved. I don't think they accomplished that this yeah. time. And they also used this sh- uh, stage during HHN. Yeah, they used it for like Rocky Horror. And can stuff. you imagine seeing see, Rocky Horror? That would there? be awesome. HHN needs more shows, so I can see like. I guess it used to have them, and now it does ha- has one show. And this stage would be perfect for I Rocky I was going to say, like, they just need to keep this stage. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's a very rocky stage. It's made of rocks. You know, I, think, I feel like that red shirt is more from the cartoon. Like, the black and white striped shirt. I mean, black and white suit with a red shirt. Yeah, it's, he definitely doesn't wear that in the movie, though. Yeah, I feel like it's more cartoony. Boy, this last, ep- this last version had a ton of characters. Yeah. yeah. Like, how many cast members are in this one? They thought they thought they would save the show, but yeah, I worry about where all these people went after this. This is a whole lot of people to be reassigned or unemployed. Good point. There's, yeah. I mean, there was no other show for them to go to, really. Well, when I said this the other day, somebody oh. said maybe they went to those more like the street dancing sh- street shows that happen in the street, and I thought they did. Maybe they they thought that was a better idea than having this one show on a stage all the time. Instead, having the shows be out in the street where people just congregate around them instead of having to make a special point to go to the show. I think that is an inconvenience. So, Tan, do you, did you say that the music still plays in this area? The Beetlejuice music? Does it still play around yeah, Fast yeah, and Furious yeah. area? It, it, or used um, to? I don't know if it plays there, but I know, but it definitely plays the at the entrance of yeah, the yeah, Universal. Yeah, 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 for sure. Its music still lingers. I mean, it really is a big production, and I know... Th- I mean, maybe it's a trend that has gone away, but I remember the last time we saw it, it we'd been it'd been years between when we had yeah. seen it. But the last time we saw it, I left still thinking that's amazing. Like it's still a top notch show. I definitely didn't think that's amazing, but I definitely thought, wow, that is a good show. Yeah. But we went, like yeah. you said, years without going to see it. For sure. I feel like now this wouldn't be as like exciting, if that makes sense. It's just dancing and everything, and. It's just like a, like a show. I don't know how to explain it, but like back then, all this concept was so new, you know. Well, I mean, it went on for over twenty years, so it's it's just like I understand why it closed. I don't really. It's just a music review. I mean, it's literally called yeah. Graveyard Review. If you if you're updating it to modern songs all the time, like I guarantee, if it was out now, you would have like Billie Eilish songs, for example. And they would fit somehow. I'm the bad guy. Yeah, it would be anyway. Beetlejuice saying, I'm the bad guy. Like, I guarantee that would be what That they one do. might be too expensive. It's, yeah, I don't they probably I, okay. do that. She's probably universal. I, I was just going to say that, like, this, th- it does seem, like, kind of cringe and, like, random and, like, a little bit childish. But <laughs> I was thinking about when me and Zine and all of our friends went to King's Island and I caught a um, a uh, oh my god! A, I remember uh, theme, that show. A TV movie or a TV show theme song like performance, and Ooh. it was great. But it was like giving that like cringy like like what is this like the people performing don't want to be here kind of like 
the monster of that. But what Universal does instead is add Beetlejuice to it and make him the host of it. And it like basically completely saves that whole show and makes it something entertaining. I just love that about it. Yeah, it gives it a purpose. You're right. It makes it less cringe. Yeah, if yeah. it was just this with no Beetlejuice, it would definitely be like, whoa. You're like, what is <laughs> going on Who would like here? that? <laughs> also, you don't get the sense that the actors in this show and the dancers in this show feel like they wish they weren't there. They're They're having... They're well trained, well paid. They're they're right. They're happy to be there. Yeah. They're on a, a, a very high tech stage with really good costumes, pyrotechnics, yeah, they don't good care. effects. Like they're they're doing yeah. they're this they're is, cool. This is their job and they're happy to do it. Maybe not so much at King's Island. I don't know. No, what yeah, the situation that was a is weird there. Show. Probably not at King's Island. I feel like they should bring the show back for Maybe that's events. where they sent these dancers is King's Island. <laughs> I don't think so. But is the stage gone now? Yeah, I mean, like, the, you said bring the show back, but I just mean like they could bring the 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 concept back and put it on a temporary stage for horror nights or something, you know, just something fun. Where do you think like where they their standing to. is now? Like the queue of Fast and Furious ish, like the entrance. Oh yeah, yes. that, that, yeah, the theater is one hundred percent the queue to Fast and Furious. Like that's where you, you walk think they're those... standing where like those cars are about. Yeah, that's almost exactly right. You got to remember they closed Earthquake for. Yeah, I know. All, they closed. And they closed two things. good things. So for one thing. Two things it. for Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's, it was two for one, and it's, oh. the one isn't even good. Well, Sad. they could always redo it and make it something good. Yeah, they will that, eventually. Th- that really is a big reason that I feel like we hate Fast and Furious. Because we know what it, we lost. It's not even a bad. It's not even a bad ride that it was is. that replaced a bad ride. It, <laughs> It's a bad ride that, that replaced, replaced awesome two, two really good right. experiences. I can't believe that. Yeah, one really good experience and one show that people still liked. Yeah, if if the, if Beetlejuice was still there part. and Earthquake was still there and they just squeezed in some Fast and Furious better... thing somewhere else, we would be like, oh, oh that's fine. okay, right. whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yep. Well, I mean, the movie and this show don't tie into each other except for Beetlejuice is spot on like we were saying earlier Anybody except for he's wearing him? a red shirt yeah he really yeah, is. That is weird yeah but other than that I yeah. like the red shirt better than the white shirt honestly maybe yeah I like it I do the cartoon is like purple though right or like pink that, I, that, I mean, that is definitely where that's what they base from. it off of it's pink no yeah it's too. pink in the cartoon purple would be cool it's like maroon oh. this is pink here you can see it. I'll look it up yeah Okay. All right, this was fun. I love watching red episodes. Me too. Yeah, it's like purple in the. Sh- oh wait, there is a red one though. This random picture, he is red on. I'm, I'm gonna go start watching the cartoon again. Is it streaming anywhere? You got the Winona Ryder character in there. Beetlejuice yeah. is so cute. It's on the it's it's on the DVD we have. That's how I saw it. Oh, nice. Oh man, DVDs. It's a very. It's a very 90s, like, oh, it's like the exact same thing as... Um, back to the Future? Like the Back to the yep. Future cartoon. <laughs> back to the Future Teen Wolf cartoon. Yep. Like, they're actually all the same That was cartoon. a very weird thing of them making cartoons of movies. Like, the MIB cartoon, like, all that's so there random. There you go. It's so random. Another 90s cartoon. Ghostbusters. Because you guys, you kids yeah, don't watch cartoons anymore. Like I know, but to. I'm saying, like, I it would be weird if they took, like, movies now and then just took, turned them into cartoons. Because cartoons, it's not like they aren't a thing now. It's just like that was a thing. And it, and it's all and it's not like it's not like it's a continuation of a movie. Like they all like create their own universe right. and like their own like character dynamics t- for it to be more of a cartoon. They just use like the IP mm-hmm. to like get kids attention. They wouldn't do that anymore, I hope. 
All right. Well, I can't wait to see what our next watch and ride is going to be. I know what it's going to be, and I'm not letting y'all change my idea again. It's MIB, and y'all, I'm, we're doing it. Okay. If we are, if step we, off. Geez. If, we, if y'all don't let me do it, then I'm not doing Neuralize it. Neuralize him already. Um, Enough. I was, I was just going to say it's crazy that like all these movies that we do are like perfect movies and that Universal is awesome. I know they have Hell been yeah. so good. Jaws, Mummy. Oh. Jurassic and this is a bad example, this. but it's crazy that a two minute long theme park ride could actually rival a whole movie. But like <laughs> right. they do. Yeah. Like Men in Black the Ride might be better than Men in Black the Movie, oh, but no, they're I'm both say that. so good. It, no matter what, they put you into the movie to the point where you remember everything about it. I think Jurassic Park so far has been the best one. Like most immersive. Because yeah. like Mummy, yeah, it's like it oh, has a I've lot got, to do with the movie, but it's not necessarily immersive I'm going besides to, the queue because it's the set. Since you brought it up and this just happened, I'm going to tell you about it and, and hopefully we'll hear more details later, but I wanted the kids to know. I heard last night that, uh, you know, Jillian, she was on, yeah. yep, and her little kid Noah, yeah. remember? Uh, he rode Jurassic yep. Park for the first time this weekend, mm-hmm. or his past weekend. Anyway, she told him it was just a boat ride, it lied to him completely, and got him on the ride. Uh-huh. I can't wait like, to hear how that was. to talk to him about that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear But he's it. smart. He's so smart, you said. He's very smart. He definitely knew then. No, I don't think so, because I've heard he was pretty upset about it. <laughs> Me, personally, I think you have to be really dumb to not know that. And le- Well, no. Not if you're a kid. If you walk- when your mama tells you something, you yeah, believe it. You believe no, because if you walk a certain way, then Which we you really won't see away. the drop. You definitely so don't. Yeah. It really could just be a I river ride. That's why else Jurassic Park wins that, though, is because like, it's an amusement park in the movie, so like it feels like you're just part of that amusement park. All right, we've really went off the rails now. Beetlejuice was awesome. Yeah, let's go. Happy I Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Whoa. Stay safe. Check your candy. Thank you for listening to episode 72 of the Universal Family Podcast. Don't forget to add and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was recorded in our basement. Our show music is by Spencer Elliott. You can hear more from Spencer and purchase his music at spencerelliott.net. You can also contact us by visiting ufpodcast.com. Follow us on social media at Universal Family Podcast. It's showtime.